right, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Bourbon Showdown Podcast. My name is Jesse Jones, and on the show today, I'm still freaking out about this, guys. On the program, we have Mr. Ron White. That's right, one of the greatest stand-up comedians of all time, Mr. Ron White, Mr. Tater Salad, Mr. Blue Collar Comedy Tour, and we have his partner, equally hilarious, Mr. Alex Raimundo from the original Latin Kings of Comedy. These guys, they've been hitting the road. They're kicking the door back open, guys. Stand Up is back. They're on the road touring. They were at the Hard Rock, and they gave us some of their time to talk about a delicious tequila. That's right. I said tequila. I think today it might be the Tequila Showdown podcast because we're going to be talking to Ron and Alex about their number one tequila. And I had an absolute blast talking to these guys. We talk tequila. We talk bourbon. We talk comedy. We talk how things have been going since the road opened back up. It's just a cool conversation. They educate me about tequila. They walk me through what they've been doing with number one and and it's awesome i have a a newfound appreciation for tequila and i have ron white to thank for it i have alex raimundo to thank for it i mean that's a pretty freaking cool thing to say so thank you guys for being on the program we're gonna get it started right now because it was a lot of damn fun talking to these guys and i can't wait to share it with you guys if you would please go find us on social media follow us on instagram follow us on apple podcast do all of the things and right now we're we're going to start this show with Mr. Ron White and Alex Raimundo on the Bourbon Showdown podcast. My name's Jesse Jones. Let's start the show. All right. Very, very happy to have you guys on. We have Alex Raimundo, one of the original Latin kings of comedy, and we have Mr. Ron White himself. They are on. It's it's an unprecedented day on the Bourbon Showdown because today we are talking tequila. Welcome, guys. Welcome to the show. Hey, thank you for having us. That's right. We got tequila at a bourbon show. It's like we brought a machine gun to a pillow fight. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. And you guys are already all warmed up. You just got off of a show. You're one of two shows of the day. You're back on the road. How does it feel to be out of the house and back in the bus? You know, I tell you what, I really kind of enjoyed the time off and uh, because I've been doing it for 35 years. Uh, But by the time it, it finally drug on, uh, I was just ready to go. You know, I was ready to get out there. But what I didn't realize is I sucked as a comedian uh, from having a year off. And so I really had to go around and do a lot of little sets, just trying to get my chops back. And uh, so that's happening, and uh, it's working pretty good. So uh, how do you do that? Because everybody knows who you are. How do you go and have like a little set where you can just practice and, and work on getting better, uh, not getting better, but work on getting the, the ring rust off. No, I'm getting better. Uh, you know what? I just do unannounced shows in comedy clubs. I'm just doing 25 minutes sets. So they just don't know I'm there. Perfect. Now when they see me, they don't even believe it's me when they introduce me. And then I don't look like I did <clears throat> uh, because I turned into Moses. Yeah. <laughs> They, uh, and it's not until I turn around and open my mouth and then they go nuts because they realize that it really is me. And then I attack them with some really diminished skills. So, uh, 
it's, uh, it's, it's coming around though. I, I would say it's coming around. That's beautiful. Well, I love how you guys have the bus all worked out. Like it is just trimmed with uh, uh, number one. The graphic is just beautiful. So I, I'm excited to learn a little bit about tequila. Alex, wh- where did the idea for number one come from? Well, the idea for uh, from number one came from these uh, beautiful farmers in uh, a little town called Amatitan, Jalisco which is the heart of tequila country. And they had this idea well over a century ago, and that was to not compromise integrity for mass production. And they were doing it for, you know, they were, they were farming for, for a century, for a century. Right. And, but they started distilling tequila about 70 years ago. And Ron and I were just lucky enough to just stumble across it on a, on a crawl on a tequila crawl when we were just we're stumbling and crawling. That's what he's telling you. <laughs> just to discover it. We we uh, we kind of said we realized it. We said this is the best tequila. So you had one of those aha moments. We did. We had an aha moment, uh, and 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 really all we wanted to do was share this with people. And I said, "What's the name of your tequila in America? What do people call it? What's the label? Who has it? Who distributes it? We'll tell people about it." And they said, uh, "We do not have a U.S. presence." At that moment, I could hear my father's voice from the grave saying, "No says pendejo," which means "Don't be an idiot." And, uh, and we acquired the rights to this beautiful juice. And Tater and I brought it to the U.S. in 2013. We're now in 22 states, and we're just spreading the word of how beautiful this tequila is, and really how beautiful tequila is for you—not just our tequila, but tequila in general. It's, it's a better spirit, and I know you're called the bourbon something uh, and uh, but it, it everything else you drink is a depressant tequila is a stimulant it lowers blood sugar it lowers cholesterol it, it, it it's gluten-free this guy just said it's a religious experience as he walks by me it's just better for your body everybody uh you know well that's awesome and i think you guys it's the tequila craft boom is here and some of the you can get some delicious sipping tequilas just like you can get sipping whiskeys yes you can i think people need to change their the mindset you know like tequila's not it's just like you uh People stay away from whiskey for a while because they might have had a bad experience in college. I think tequila's got the same thing. You've got to give yourself an adult. Oh, you got to look at it again when you're a little older so you can appreciate some of the subtleties, you know? I'm going to tell you right now, this is not what you puked on in high school. This is beautiful yeah. stuff. That's right. That's the good stuff right there. But you're right. Almost everybody's had a horrible experience with uh, tequila coming through their nose. And uh, this is a different experience. But yeah, you, you have to look at it again when you're older and and uh, and know a little bit more about tequila. But back when I was young, it was just Cuervo, uh, which is pure garbage. And uh, uh, don't tell them I said that it's pure garbage. <laughs> it is. And uh, <laughs> I second that motion. And so that's what everybody thought tequila was until uh, John Paul DeGioria. I mean, they, you, we were getting some small batch stuff across the border. Uh, I remember we could get three generations uh, uh, back. They came in a little clay pot and it was so much better than everything else. But then eventually somebody bought three generations and fucked it up. Uh, you know, <laughs> we got this before anybody had time to fuck it up and they'll never fuck it up. That's what they do is their goal is we'll make the best tequila in the land and let the chips fall where they may. Uh, other people have bigger advertising budgets. 
uh, we pretty much have me and Alex over here going, hey, we got some tequila for sale. And, uh, <laughs> right over here. While they spend a billion dollars telling you how much their garbage is worth. Uh, so, but you know what? Our salvation has been that, that millennials, they don't care how loud you scream, how great you are. If you don't have reviews to back it up, they won't fucking buy it. And uh, we have nothing but reviews to back it up. So <laughs> something's got to drive them to that review. But once they do, they buy our stuff. And once they taste it once, then we have a customer. And uh, and so that's why we like to do tastings. It's not a waste of time. Every day, we didn't we didn't sell a bottle. We 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 made a customer. Right. Uh, uh, full block. And uh, <clears throat> so that's a. Uh, that's kind of our approach to it. And it's, it's working very, very well. Our approach is uh, genuine and it's sincere. Uh, Tater and I for, for decades now, that's how old we are uh, for decades. We have just been trying to make people happy in whatever way we can. And usually it's a pretty selfish approach because we're trying to make ourselves happy in the beginning. Right. But here's what we've noticed when, when Tater and I are happy, there's a lot of happy people around us. And, and so we are the, uh, we are Juani Appleseed of fun, you know? So, so everybody who's listening to this and I know you're avid bourbon drinkers, I live in the city of Louisville, Kentucky, which is the home of bourbon. And I'm telling you, if you love bourbon, if you love beautiful liquor, that's done right. And you said it earlier, Jesse, you know, you know, anything that's done right, any, any art, any craft, and a watch, a car, when you take the time to do it right, you're going to understand why it is what it is. And, and that's what you can do with number one tequila, everybody. And you can tell, you can tell you've put the detail all the way down to the bottle. I mean, everything about this thing looks like just high class elegance. It's the Cadillac of uh, craft tequila. Absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you. And, uh, and we're, you know, it's, it's something that, we can put it in front of somebody and be really proud and just watch the expression on their face when it hits their lips. Yeah. That's a beautiful thing. Uh, you know, because a lot of people don't even believe it's tequila. Uh, and, uh, and a lot of them say, you know, we weren't tequila drinkers and Alex always says you are now. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> that's, that's my favorite line. So we're, we're, we're winning them over one person at a time. So in about 25,000 years, we'll have them all. <laughs> <laughs> well, how is it? How is it working on tour? Like, is the tour feeding like like how are you merging the comedy and the marketing for uh, number one? Like, like, are you doing tastings after shows? Are you meeting and greeting and tasting or how is that coming together? Go ahead, Alex. Uh, well, before before COVID, you know, anywhere Tater and I would step into whatever city, any town, USA, we would uh, go to a liquor store and we would we would sign some bottles, which, uh, you know, a lot of people would come out. We would move anywhere from oh, 25 to, to 130 cases in 90 minutes. Good Lord. And, uh, and that's just a testament to the comedy fans who who trust us, you know, who trust Ron, who trust me to deliver good stuff. And um and, and but when COVID hit, you know, we we tried a different approach. We uh we we did the number one tequila quarantine concert series. That's when we turned people on to live music streams all across the country from amazing artists. And we did uh, just about a, just over a year of those shows, probably three. We were averaging three shows a, a week, and we we did five hundred and seventy million streams. 
Um, and so we, uh, one thing Ron and I try to do all the time is, is try to figure out how to continue to have the fun that we're having. Because like I said earlier, as long as we're having fun, I think people are falling in, in suit, you know, they, they're falling in line with us and, and, uh, and they, they respect that about us is, is what I like to believe. And so, uh, we're going to, you know, however it is, however we can figure that formula out, we just want to reach people. Uh, one thing about he and I, you know, when we finish our shows, we would always go find live music somewhere in America, uh, whatever town we were in. And, uh, and we're on a podcast, so I can say this. This is this is kind of the what people, this is the consensus when we would leave. They're like, those dudes are some cool motherfuckers, you know, and <laughs> and, 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 and we like that about us. And uh, and so we try to we try to pull. All comics want to be rock stars anyway. Absolutely. You know, the only reason we're doing this is because none of us can play an instrument. Alex told me one time a long time ago, he goes, I, I wish we were rock stars. I said, now, nah, dude, you got to drag all that shit around. <laughs> <laughs> we we got a stool and a microphone. That's what we want to be. Right, right. But it's, it's, it's very interesting. And you're absolutely right. The crowd goes with you because you are providing them with an energy that they cannot create without you. So they're surfing that good mood based off of the energy that you're putting out into the universe. So by that result, they trust you. And then then, of course, if you say it's good, they're going to follow you. And and the beauty of you guys, and I love the story that you're telling because you found it organically. You didn't go, let's go do this and then search and have marketing people bring you things. No, that's exactly. You were in Mexico. You find something amazing. And then you go, fuck, this is awesome. Let's take it to the people. Right. That's exactly what happened. That's exactly what happened. And uh <clears throat> oh, we lost Alec. We lost Alex. That's okay. We we got this. Oh, there he is. I got, I'm back. Hey, there he I'm is. Back. Hey. I'm back. So that is exactly that is that is exactly what happened. And uh, and and we um, you know, people people ask, hey, are you doing this for the money? We did not get into this for the money. Now the truth is, there will be some money at the end of this because one thing Ron and I know is that when you work hard and you're dedicated and you care about what you do, the rewards will come. Right? The rewards will come. Yes. And, and for right now, the truth is, he and I have spent millions of dollars to bring this to the U.S. And so far, we've made not penny one. We keep putting it back into what we're doing, but we genuinely believe that this is the best tequila in the world, and especially for the price because uh, there are, like he said earlier, there there are bigger labels than us with with million and billion dollar budgets for marketing and we don't have that we have me and ron just 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 speaking the truth you know but you love it and you've got a passion and i i think um anybody that's ever done stand up there is those first 10 years when you're doing absolutely anything and you have to like really love it to stay with it because there's a lot of people that love it for two years or they love it for five years or they love it until you're eating bread for dinner for seven days in a row. And then they go away and they all become um, anything else in the world. But that uh, grit that you acquire when you're in those years, you apply that to anything else. Your work ethic's already there. Your work ethic can drive any other business you get into because you've already 
face the hardest thing you're going to. I got to tell you, I don't drink bourbon, but I like this guy. <laughs> <laughs> well, let me let me speak for my brother right now. And, and you know, he is so famous and in, in the comedy world. and He is respected and he's an icon. He's a staple of American comedy. And, and I'm proud to have been there the first time he ever did a set. Um, but the truth is, you know, before people discovered Ron on the Blue Collar Tour, comedy audiences knew him. Uh, but it was a struggle for 16 years. You know, Ron, Ron made way less money than he makes now. And sometimes he made nothing and all those kind of things. Uh, but it, it uh, you know, it, 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 it was not an overnight success for him, for me, for George Lopez, for Paul Rodriguez. And, and for, you know, it was, uh, um, it's hard work. It's hard work is what I'm saying. Just like this. And it's kind con- and it's constant work. There's no ending. As soon as there's no shortcut, Mm-mm. but it was hard work. We had a lot of fun with. Yeah. And as soon as you get there, you've got to work even harder to stay there. Like you were talking, you're going back, you're hitting the clubs, you're doing small sets to get up. You could have easily just said, I'm going to go on and get better on the road and just let, but you, you know that the fan base craves the quality that you bring the same way that they're going to crave the quality of the tequila based off of what you're putting into it. It's all about the work you put in. Absolutely. Whenever this thing shut down, I had 80 sold out shows on the books. Uh, so I, and that's there for me to go do anytime I want to. I mean, anytime they open it up, I've got those shows still sold out. Beautiful. So go to those shows unless prepare myself to go to those shows and uh, give them what they deserve, which is a full Ron White smack. 1,000%, 1,000%. Uh, I know a lot of guys that just, they're probably construction workers now because when you're working the clubs, you're barely making enough money as it is. And then the clubs went away for a year. Some of the good guys, they stayed around and they bring you in and you would work for four people and they'd still pay you with what they promised you. And those were some of the good guys because they knew we were hurting, you know. But now back to back to the goodness. Uh, One of the main reasons I wanted to have you guys on, I think there is a direct correlation between your palate for bourbon and your palate for tequila. I think the people that like the craft bourbon are going to love the craft tequila. It's it's like where bourbon relies on corn uh, uh tequila relies on agave could you walk me through a little bit what that agave brings to the table because it's all in how long you age it and how much of that juice you get out of it during the distillation process well from the beginning they're completely different animals uh every uh every alcohol beer and wine included that you consume is a depressant because they come from grains yeah you mentioned that earlier uh you know some type of something like that it, this is a stimulant. This is a stimulant because it's a whole different plant, which is why a lot of people, you know, shy away from tequila because it made them crazy, <laughs> you know, uh, but it, it is a stimulant. It's just, so it's a whole different buzz. And, um, and it's one that I've enjoyed since I was 16. <laughs> Beautiful. So uh, you, you, you get it. And, and how long, how long has your agave uh, agave been uh, aged? Like, I, I know it's like how long it sits in the barrel, right. Or, or, or how, uh, educate me a little bit as to what makes a nice clean. Well, that I will, that that's, that's it, it's time. It's, it's, uh, as I said earlier, it's, it's not compromising integrity for mass production. Uh, you can, the plants should be seven to eight years old before you pull them from the ground to make beautiful tequila, which is what you should be doing. It can happen at four. 
you know, it can happen at four, which is what a lot of mass producers do. And I can understand because they're trying to mass produce tequila and you just don't have the time to wait for those plants. Right. Uh, but when you do wait for the plants, I mean, we've all gone to the grocery store. We've all bought, bought a cantaloupe that looks beautiful, has all the perfect coloring. But when you taste it, there's just no flavor there. Uh, and that's what these guys do. They wait for seven to eight years. And not only when they pull the plants, guess what they else they do? They let the, the land rest for a full season after that before they oh, replant it so they're not uh, they're not uh, you know as the indians would say you gotta you gotta give it a rest you know i mean if you remember um back in uh and uh, well it doesn't matter uh, that's what they do with this but but our three expressions we have a blanco a reposado and an extra yep. the blanco is the magic of, of tequila it is unaged when you pull that plant out of the ground within two weeks you have white tequila but the bottle i'm holding and keep pushing into the screen here is a reposado and this is the white tequila with only the color that you see that beautiful color uh and and the and the character that you get from the flavor is strictly an influence of the barrel nothing has been added this one is aged in bourbon cognac and french red wine barrels for nine months each separately and then blend it. So technically you have three full body reposados coming together to make one. And then the bottle that Ron, Ron, you got one of those bottles, hold that up. If you can find it sitting there near you. Um, the one that Ron fell in love with being an avid scotch drinker. That's the, that's the extra. Look at the color difference. Look at that color difference. That one is three and a half years in a, a charred oh, bourbon oh, oh, barrel. Oh. Um, so people that drink bourbon, scotch and cognacs, that's the palate you're looking for. That's what got Ron to drink. And that's why he fell in love with it. But then here's what really made him fall in love is afterwards. He was like, he did not feel the same way the next day. It's clean. The truth is if you drink tequila, good tequila, and it's not mixed with the artificial sugars, we all love margaritas, but the best thing you should do is use fresh ingredients. Make them from scratch. Tequila won't give you a hangover. No. The only thing I do recommend is after your third drink, in your sixth drink, in your ninth drink of the night, which we've all done, uh, drink a bottle of water because as long as you hydrate your brain, you're going to be fine. And hide your phone. <laughs> hide your phone. Good, good call. So now you've sent me three of these. I think we're going to try the Blanco. Yeah, try the, the Blanco. Reposada and the Extra Anejo. Anejo. Um, I am from the Blue Ridge the Blue Ridge Parkway. So please, uh, I probably butchered all three of those. I apologize. You butchered all three. <laughs> That's okay. That's say, okay. It, say it, say it appropriately. So people know what I'm talking about. It's Blanco Reposado Extra Añejo. Okay. I can get the second one because I was pretty good at the brrr in, in college. So brrr, reposado. Brrr. there you go. You got it. Yeah. You got it. Very good. Very good. And here's, what's beautiful about all three of these expressions. They are that white tequila. The sustain on them is beautiful, but in my opinion, neither one of them ever offend because they're just pretty. Right. That's awesome. And so do you want to, you want to try some? Yeah, I'm going to drink with you. You go for the Blanco. Are you doing the Blanco first? Uh, you tell me, where should I start? The Blanco? Yeah, you should start with the Blanco. Oh, you should right. definitely start with the Blanco. That's where it all begins. If it wasn't for the Blanco being as beautiful as it is, the, the Reposado oh. and the extra Añeco could not be what they are. Okay, and now do you take a sip of that, my friend? Do you nose it like for a for a bourbon? You'll you'll you'll. Smell. No, absolutely, yeah, absolutely. Sometimes when I'm having oh a drink God. and I, I put it in a sniffer, I, I will I will sniff it for at least seven minutes just before I take a drink, just to kind of. No, you you said something. That, that's seven years of goodness. You said something a minute ago that I think really comes through in the glass. Like there there's nothing fake in this. Like you don't get a hint of fake sugar. You don't no. get a hint of any of that like a, a, acrylic smell. Like this is just straight flavor to the dome, baby. It's love. That's 
That's agave, love, water, and love oh. is what that is. Cheers, fellas. Cheers. Cheers. You told me. You told me. I should have believed you. It, 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 it's it's absolutely amazing. It is. It's. I'm gonna tell you right now. I ne- I never lie except to girls, and that doesn't count. It's amazing. It's absolutely amazing. <laughs> it's as it's as clean. It's like all you're getting. There's zero burn. It's just like a flowing. Oh, it's beautiful. Yeah. Like when you drink water straight from a stream, you know what I mean? Like there's that crispness to it. That's beautiful. The sustain is is, is amazing, right? I mean, you're feeling that in your chest and it's it's not offensive. No, at all. it's just it's just wonderful. It's absolutely wonderful. Yeah. And and um, we like to say it's wonderful. Is it wonderful? It's wonderful. <laughs> Go to that Ripple Southern. That tastes the difference. And this is and remember, that is the exact same tequila that you just drank, just with the influence of the barrel. Okay. So now this one, it's the triple barrel blend of French and American white oat, right? Yes, you are correct. Okay. Oh, the nose off a midi- uh, off the top of it, it is immediately sweeter. Oh. You are getting some of the some of that oak coming through in the nose. You have to get that everywhere you go, Ron. Are you just tater salad no matter who sees you? Uh, a lot of the time. I'm just <laughs> glad they remember something. <laughs> That's amazing. That's amazing. I was talking to Ric Flair one time, and every time somebody would walk by him, he'd go, woo. So you'd be in the middle of like, I was having a good day. I went, I walked, woo, my dog to the store, woo. And just people kept going, nature boy. And he kept wooing at them because he knew that they're <laughs> there who made him the nature. Absolutely. We're, we're backstage at the Hard Rock Casinos right now. And so it's, it's an active place. And then it's look at that. There you go. Oh, man. I didn't think anything was going to beat the Blanco, but this is like it's that it's that oak. It's that oak yeah. coming through in the damn. Oh, my God. I think the best compliment you can give this. You don't want to take a shot. You want to sip this thing. You want it to just sit, sit on the tongue and freaking enjoy it. Absolutely. Dear Lord, I feel like you get three different things from three different sips. The first sip, you're getting a hint of the alcohol and you're getting that oak come through. The second sip, that sweetness just sort of hits the mouth and, and kind of works its way around. And then the, the complexity comes through in the third sip. The volume comes through, you know, uh, the best thing you can do with that, that this bottle that I'm holding is, is give it time because you will taste so many different situations happening. Uh, but go to that extra and yeah, because I've got to go. We're getting ready to start this second show. That's right. That's right. Oh, that is awesome, guys. Thank you so much for being on. This has been sip that, sip, sip that extra and yeah, sip that extra. Gonna, and I was going to get mushy on you. I've already had enough tequila just, that I'm going to get mushy. This is just the bourbon barrel. There you go. Okay. My favorite, my favorite. It, uh, yeah, that right? is absolutely insane. Yeah. Uh, I, I would tell everybody if you are a bourbon drinker and you're wanting to make the crossover to tequila, then number one is a thousand percent the way to go. It is clean. It is crisp. It is everything that you've come to like about bourbon. Only that crispness, baby. That's the thing. Uh, you, you could just dear Lord, drink it all night and you don't, it just makes you feel better. The chest burn, everything it like ties into the palate. It's wonderful. I, I couldn't write a better commercial, <laughs> my friend. <laughs> yeah, thank you so much. We appreciate you having us on. We've got to go. Show. We love you. You guys go keep making people happy. I am thrilled that you guys gave me a minute of your day. And thank you guys for being on the show. You got it, buddy. Thank you, Jesse. Thank you. Goodbye, guys. 
there you have it, guys. That is this week's episode. We want to thank Ron White and Alex Raimundo for being on the program. I thoroughly enjoyed talking to them about tequila. And, and just so you guys know, the time that they gave us today, it was it was kind of special time. They had just gotten done with one show. And when you're when you have two shows in an evening, all you really want to do after that first show is nothing. You want to keep your head in the same space. You kind of want to just come down from the first show a little bit, maybe have a drink, maybe have a cigar, and get ready for that second show. These guys gave me that time. They gave me the time between shows at the Hard Rock to talk number one tequila, and I thank them both for that. I, I know that that can be a hard time to wrap your head around an interview, and they did it seamlessly. So thank you guys for being on the show. We appreciate it. We love talking number one. Hope everybody goes out and buys one, two, three bottles of the number one tequila because it really was damn tasty stuff. So thank you, Ron. Thank you, Alex. And thank you, everybody, for listening today to the Bourbon Showdown podcast. We'll be back again next week with more goodness. I think there might be still chairs coming up against somebody's head pretty soon. I I, I can't say too much about that yet, but there's going to be some more fun things on the way. Keep tuning in every week. Like us on Apple Podcasts. Subscribe to us do all the things my name's jesse jones this is the bourbon showdown podcast we'll see you guys next week goodbye everybody goodbye